Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Finer Things podcast, where two fine friends talk about even finer topics. Today, I'm joined by the lovely, amazing, wonderful Tristan. Tristan, how are you doing? Hello, Rosemary. I am doing great. It is Hollow Weekend, and I am living. How are you doing today? I'm also doing pretty well today.、Um, yeah, it's Halloween weekend. It's spooky season, I guess. Do you have any interesting <laughs> plans coming up? Well, just yesterday, I had a party with my house, and the whole house decided to do a theme. So we had a bunch of other people over from the community, but with us, we did a theme. And that theme was Where's Waldo?、Uh, and so we were all fake Waldos with one real Waldo.、Uh-huh. I was referee Waldo, so I had the red stripes going up, and we took like white shirts and we spray painted them, <laughs> just various shades of, of zigzaggy. We had,、uh, we had punk Waldo, we had crop top Waldo, we had disco Waldo, we had Ralph Waldo Emerson in there as well. <laughs> it shouldn't count, but it did. And it was, it was so much fun.、Uh, and people would you know, go throughout the night and try to find the real Waldo. The thing is, though, we didn't know whether or not he would be there. <laughs> so it was very possible. That's the real that twist. Everyone's just looking for the Waldo, and he's just not there.、So. I guess that's a way to have the party never end. No one at Waldo's. Oh, yeah, the actual、sure. Waldo just never shows up. Like, they're committed to finding him at that point. <laughs> and if he's just not there, like, they're just not going to leave. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah.、Uh, and yeah, like, me and my friends might go kind of trick or treating. <laughs> Later and see if we can get any candy. But what are your plans? What do you have going on? I'm at home with my family, so I'll probably be taking my two younger cousins trick or treating. They're both in middle school, so definitely kid friendly plans. And I'll just be like a chaperone for the night for them. That's really nice. No,、uh, the best honestly, part. Honestly,、yeah. it's kind of like for self indulgent reasons because I want candy, and since I'm going to be taking them trick or treating, I'm like, Please pay me back in either Almond Joys or Crunch Bars. Like, this, there needs to be compensation in the form of candy. No, there's no shame in that at all. <laughs> like, I would take my little sister、um, uh, trick or treating. And, you know, you always have to just, just get some candy for yourself. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. It's the payment. It's the payment for taking them out. Rosemary, what are we talking about today? Well, today is a great topic. We'll be diving into about self improvement or personal development. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Yeah, it's,、uh, I suggested this、uh, when I was thinking of, of stuff we could do. I was thinking books? Maybe? No, we've done books. What about books、mm-hmm. about getting better? <gasps> self help! Yeah. Yes. And there's a lot to self improvement and personal development. I've always thought of it as when you're trying to improve something about yourself, whether That be like the skills that you have, your capabilities,、um, your health, or your characteristics, or even the knowledge that you have. And really, it's improving anything about yourself and your life, really. And I think that's a really fine topic because self improvement is all about like being a better you. 
And like anything else in this world, it's very multidimensional as well, which we will be going into later on in this episode. Yes, no, self-help and self-improvement is a big field with lots of moving parts, which gives us a lot to talk about. So, Rosemary, when you're thinking of self-improvement, one of the things that might serve as an anchor to us as we're talking about this, what do you think is, like, the best of you? Like, what are, when you're improving yourself, what are you improving towards? Like, what what's Max Rosemary? Like, Rosemary version number, like, 10,009 or something. <laughs> like, the final yeah. version. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. I don't think I've really thought about, like, this final version of myself and what that would even entail, really. Because currently, it's just, like, thinking about what qualities or characteristics I have or want to have and then maybe improving on that and then also like learning or acquiring new skills doing different activities or doing the same activities that I think are fun but I think like everything underlying is just like contentment like what's going to make me content now and what am I going to be and like what am I going to be content with later on in life and like as I age but let's say there's like a final version of myself it would be really cool if she was like she knew different ten, like 10 different languages and was like super intelligent and was very healthy and had i don't know just a bunch of cool qualities and skills all right well everything you listed you already are so i mean okay. i don't well, see much now you're just flattering oh. me <laughs> <laughs> but wait but that's actually a really good question like before i get into it i also like what what are your thoughts on what self-improvement or self-help is yeah i mean like it's just making yourself better right but in order to make yourself better, you need to have an idea of, of what good is to, to work towards. Um, like, if I think of the stereotypical, like, living your best life kind of thing, um, I think of someone who wakes up at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, eats something that's really healthy but probably <laughs> doesn't taste very good, <laughs> and then goes out and, I don't know, bikes up a mountain until like 7 a.m. or something like that and runs marathons on the side and reads a book every day and, and just stuff like that and you know loves to study loves to loves to party and is still a socialite you know stuff like that I mean I think I think we have kind of like an archetypal image of what of what like the best self is or at yeah. least that's what these self-improvement brands want us to believe Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get into that yeah exactly it's like taking these things or that already exist or things that you already do in your life for example like reading or like waking up early or exercising but then turning that into like some really like well-oiled really nicely crafted routine and like basically making them into habits you know which are a very hot topic in the self-improvement world today mm -hmm, for sure but I was also thinking about the reasons for why people start on this journey of personal development or self-improvement. And the reasons can really differ, which can change a lot of things. Like, why would anyone want to work on themselves? I feel like one reason could be like, oh, there's something about myself that's wrong or I really don't like and that needs to be corrected. And I feel like self-improvement then becomes a thing of, oh, there's something about me that's sort of broken and that needs to be fixed or changed. On the other hand, like other reasons could be like, oh, I'm actually okay with myself. 
but I know that I like want to keep learning new things. I want to keep trying different things and just sort of keep growing. So and then self-improvement becomes a thing of like, oh, there's not really anything broken about me that needs to fix, be fixed, but rather like I just know that I can be better. I think so too. No, I was I was just thinking about that. Like I feel like there's different reasons that people go on for self-improvement, whether they're yeah. they're in a bad place and trying to get to a better one or maybe they're in an okay place, but they're like you can always be better. And you can always be better. You know, you you never stop getting getting, you know, imperfecting yourself. So, I I definitely agree with that. Um, I saw this like one YouTube comment like randomly, but I remember someone was like you can be a masterpiece but also a work in progress at the same time and I was like that kind of applies to you know like the whole self-improvement sort of journey thing like it honestly feels kind of endless at this point like it's something that you'll just always keep doing because I think people just keep changing all the time so it's like I mean unless you have like a version of yourself that you think is like perfect and final and then you reach that I mean if you get to a point where you're calling yourself perfect Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would I mean, think like, that you're not actually there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I I definitely do think there's always room for improvement, and you can love yourself and accept yourself. But just because you love yourself doesn't mean that you should stop. In a way, and this this is something that I think, especially when I exercise, in a way, uh, improving yourself is a form of self-respect. Mm-hmm. And it is showing yourself, you know, I, I am worthy of being better. And I am, I am worthy. And through that love, you, you, you carry forward and, you know, learn how to speak Spanish or something like that. So there, there's always room for improvement. And there's room for accepting yourself as you are at the mm-hmm. moment. It's like you don't want to be narcissistic. But you also need, like, self-awareness if you're on this, you know, if you want to improve yourself. Like, it's a, it's yes. a fine balance. Much like everything in life, (laughs) it's all about balance. So Tristan, when we think about like self-improvement or personal development and like how one gets started on journey or like what resources do people like use, what, what comes to your mind? I definitely think there's a lot of books that are read. You know, I feel like we all know what it's like to have that self-improvement kick and then you go out and you buy a bunch of self-help books, which may or may not get read. (laughs) But but I definitely do think that a lot of it comes from reading and a lot of it comes from looking at other people who maybe have, you know, discovered the the secret to happiness or whatever and and modeling after them. Um, I think with me, at least... Like because I'm a I'm a psychology person, right? I I read a lot of books, and they're they're kind of uh, pop psychology, <laughs> like to be frank. But there is real research behind it, and I try to look at research that says, you know, like if you live this way, then you get these results. If you live if you live that not so good way, then you have these not so good results. Um, there's a lot, especially in the '80s and '90s. There's a lot of books in the psychology field that talks specifically about self-improvement and they go into research that's been done and uh, like the one that i'm thinking of is the six pillars of self-esteem or possibly five pillars i can't exactly remember but i feel like six (laughs) let's go with six (laughs) six pillars of self-esteem and it just talks about this this new ideal in in psychology at the time that Mm -hmm. was you know love yourself and then think that you're enough so at least for me, a lot of it lies in reading. 
What about you? Yeah, I definitely agree. When I think of self-help, my mind immediately jumps to books as a resource, and I've definitely read my own fair share of self-help books, a lot of them dealing with developing habits and about the topic of productivity, but which there are issues with, and that leads into the bigger topic of self-help as an industry, which we will definitely be getting into later on in this episode. <laughs> but also, um, recently I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about like self-improvement, and I guess if you don't know me, I really, really love podcasts. Like, there's a show for literally anything and everything. But yeah, for um, those podcasts and books, those are like two of the resources that I use. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's the, there's lots of podcasts that are about living your best life and finding your true happiness. But I do think that's kind of a new thing. You know, podcasts haven't been popular for super long. And before before there were podcasts, we had other ways of of trying to improve ourselves yeah self-improvement is definitely not a new thing like it's been around for quite a while but i think recently it's become more trendy i guess like i've seen it in like hashtags and on different accounts or like with different influencers and there'll be like recommendations of different resources for self-help or self-improvement and on my tiktok feed there's recently been this thing called the that girl trend have you seen any of that pop up on your feed Personally, I have not seen this. So that girl, yeah, it's this trend that's been blowing up on TikTok and at least on my feed. And so it's like these people going through their that girl routine. And that routine might consist of things like waking up early in the morning, making their beds, going through their skincare routine, journaling, eating breakfast or having a cup of coffee or a tea. And it's honestly kind of calming to look at. But after seeing a few of these TikToks, I'm like, oh, there's definitely some sort of pattern here. Like everyone sort of is, has the same sort of fitness gear or equipment. They, they have like the same type of pens and journals. They're eating sort of the same types of food. Like it seems like there's definitely an, an aesthetic to this that girl trend. Yeah, I mean, as an outsider, uh, because you told me about this just before the podcast started and I look it up and I think, that that's just what a white girl does like every morning <laughs> like wake up early get yourself a nice cup of coffee uh light a candle you know uh, probably meditate for not a long amount of time at all like that's just not i don't know like i don't really identify that with with self-improvement yeah and i think a lot of it has to do with the society we live in today which tries to make a lot of things consumable yes so like how do you market self-improvement to different people or like to consumers and i think the self-help industry at least part of it focuses on self-care like that's an aspect of self-improvement but it's certainly not equal to it and because i feel like self-care is definitely more marketable and it's also marketed to different audiences and specifically like think along like the lines of gender for example the fact that the that girl trend pops up on my tiktok like based on the algorithm and not yours it's like proof of that yeah and going back to the that girl trend i feel like the intentions behind the trend is good but the more videos i see about that girl i sort of get the feeling that like self-improvement is something that can be bought like I have to buy these things or like have the same things as these people I see in the videos in order to like feel happy or feel like I guess I'm taking care of myself or working on myself. Yeah, yeah. And I think this could go back to the point about the society that we live in today, trying to capitalize off of self-improvement and the fact that people are trying to work on themselves. 
So like self-improvement becomes something that's like a product and that everyone can buy and it becomes like a one size fit all, but it's not, but it's not applicable to everyone because like everyone's different. And I think the other issue is like they're doing that by marketing self-care as self-improvement. And while self-care is like an aspect of it, it's certainly not the same as self-improvement. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do feel like they're, they're related and you, you need one to have the other, but they're definitely not the same thing. Uh, but one thing that struck me in looking at that girl, it, it's a lot of action and it's a lot of doing stuff and it's a lot of buying stuff, but it's not really thinking differently. And at least for me, self-improvement is mostly learning how to think different and learning how to appreciate certain things and learning how to, how to, how to enjoy a conversation and, and not, you know, not do all sorts of self-destructive things. So like, and maybe that's just me, like maybe, maybe I just have a different image of what self-improvement is, but I don't know. Like I, when I look at those girls, I, I don't know if they're happy. You know, like maybe that's bad, but yeah, I admit, like looking at him, like oh, those leggings are cute, and so are those plates, and wow, the color palette, like this is something I would want on my Pinterest mood board or something. But I know, like buying these things aren't gonna make me happy, and like sort of touching on what you were talking about with self improvement. At least for me, I think of it as like sort of having a growth mindset and just growing all the time and working on how I think and like how I interact with myself. And the environment and like the people in it but that's different than how like self-help is shown or self-improvement is shown in today's world like when i think of that self-help now i think of it as being like sort of materialistic and like people trying to say like oh here are the things you need to buy or get in order to work on yourself and to improve your life there's definitely a consumerist attitude behind it uh, it, like, and I'm sure there are many areas on the internet and in books where, you know, making money is not the primary goal. The primary goal is actually just helping you. Yes. Uh, but that's not, I feel like that's not the mainstream anymore. And I don't know if it ever was, but it's definitely not now. Yeah, now it, it's about certain authors that, that can help you, you know, influencers, but, <laughs> you know, Lavendaire. Yeah, like people like that, they make it a brand that, you know, that they can help you and that they have the correct lifestyle. And I just, I feel like that's just not it. That's not the move. And I do think that here, at least, there is a gender difference. I feel like, and I think that most of our, our listeners will agree with me, a lot of self-help is targeted at women. Mm-hmm. And it's it's almost fashionable, I think, in, in women's circles to, you know, always be improving and buying certain books and adopting certain lifestyles. And I just, from from the male side, I, I, I don't really see that. It is present in some places. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit more about, like, self-improvement, what it's like from your perspective or the men's side of things? Because when I think about like self-improvement and self-help, it does seem like the target audience appears to be mainly women. Yeah, um, I do think I'm an aberration here. <laughs> because... <laughs> My listeners who know me, like, you know, I can appreciate certain things that I feel like most men don't. But yeah, like uh, like the that girl stuff, like I wouldn't mind waking up to a nice cup of coffee and lighting a candle. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but, like, there's something nice about that. Um, and 
because I, I focus a lot of my self-care on psychology and, and learning more about it. And, you know, my the psychology department, at least at Northwestern, is, uh, it's, I think it's like 85% female, something oh, like that. Oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. So, from the male perspective, and there is something really nice about this, but and may, maybe you just have to be a man to understand it, but it's like like a father figure sitting you down and telling you like how to live your life. And you see this on TikTok. You see this on TikTok every once in a while. And it's like just a guy and he's he's talking to the camera and he's like things that every young man should know. And he, and he lists them off like number 1, learn how to be a man. Like number 2, like respect the people around you <laughs> and stuff like that. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Sort of, but I haven't seen that on my TikTok. <laughs> I can send you some videos after okay. we're done, but, but yeah, I mean, it really is like that, and it's like, like, don't eat junk food, you know, like, get out there, don't be afraid, and and stuff like that. So I do feel like, at least from the male perspective, there is less of a monetary aspect of this, and I know guys, like, yeah, like having a coach, like you in know, a way, like, yeah, like sports and like a coach sort of telling you these things, a life coach, I guess, yeah. I, I think so. And there, I don't know, maybe there's something about the male archetype that, that does want that in a father figure. And I do think there's something that's appealing about that. But yeah, it's like the desire to have someone kind of direct you in your life. And everybody kind of wants that, you know, life coaches, like they, they exist, like that's a job. People pay to, to have that. Um, but I do think that there's less of a monetary aspect behind men's uh, self-improvement. I know a lot of guys who will find it in philosophy. Um, like I'm, I'm thinking of this one guy I knew who, like he would read like, uh, like Roman philosophers and Stoics. He really liked the movie Gladiator, <laughs> you know, and and just learning about how people in the past, uh, specifically like soldiers too, you know, like the most masculine thing there is, how how they handle it. Um, so I think that's that's some of what I can bring from the male perspective, but uh, it's not exactly the same from from the other end of the aisle. From my perspective as a woman, I feel like I've seen a lot of these companies or big industries talk about self-improvement as being the same thing as self-care. And so like self-improvement and self-care are packaged into some type of like product. So like in order for me to like work on myself and partake in self-care I have to buy these like material things and that might be like a, spe a specific self-help <laughs> book or maybe like some sort of journal or taking a spa day or beauty products and like these can be nice things and if I enjoy them and incorporate them into my routine then yeah I would consider it self-care yes I guess my issue with like the self-help industry as a whole is that it just seems to market self-care as being the main and only form of self-improvement when it's like targeted at women and specifically like in order to partake in self-care it's like we have to buy all these material things that they're showing us when that's really not the case like and yeah so it's just like self-care and self-improvement become synonymous when really they're not like self-care is just an aspect of self-improvement yeah no i can definitely see that <laughs> like if you're doing nice things every day, which at least I consider self-care, then you're kind of just, like, self-caring all the time. And I don't know if that's good. 
I guess the way I see self-care is like obviously taking care of myself but doing so in a way that I can function and do the things that I need to do or want to do and also so that I'm able to like care for other people besides myself if need be and so self-care could include like getting enough sleep every night or making sure I like exercise and eat regularly but also like spending seeing my friends or like doing an activity that I actually enjoy so like maybe self-care is just like an everyday thing like you're living everyday life oh yeah for sure but I feel like this isn't how like self-care is discussed online and it's certainly not how it's marketed by big companies I guess the issue is that like a lot of the suggestions I see online involve having to spend money on products or experiences like going away on like vacations or something and then self-care becomes something that's like a luxury or a privilege and not everyone can afford that I think like financially or with their time like maybe you're like busy providing for your family or you don't have the mental like headspace because you have like a lot of other things that you have to deal with and so like I feel like that's what a lot of the self-care like how self-care is marketed and it just becomes sort of like a one-size-fits-all like you buy this product and it works for everyone you're taking care of yourself and then the fact that that becomes associated with like Mm self-improvement is also the issue yeah i definitely see that i at least for me self-care seems like the actions that you do the things you do to kind of escape from the world for a bit and those are those are vital we need them you should do them but self-improvement to me seems to be being able to not just withstand but live differently so you're not stopping taking care of your family but you're learning how to get more enjoyment out of it or you're just you're generally happier or better in your life you know you can make the argument whether or not happiness is the the ultimate thing we're working towards but I I do feel like we're working towards something that exists in your daily life. That's the point of self-improvement. And and you need to have a sense of what that is in order to work towards it. So, Tristan, at the beginning of this episode, you asked me a question, um, sort of like, what is the final version of myself or Rosemary? Like, what is there a version that I'm working towards? And so I just wanted to ask you, like, do you think working towards this, you know, version of yourself is a goal of self-improvement? Or I guess, what, why do people embark on personal development? Well, that's a great question. <laughs> I think, I think the goal is not actually to become that person but to enjoy the journey along the way. Because if you're always working towards becoming that person, becoming the best you can be, if by some miracle you reach it, you won't be happy. You'll be looking for something else to do. And, you know, this is something that we fall into all the time. If I get this, I will be happy. And then you get it. And then it lasts for two weeks, And suddenly you need something else. And so, uh, for me at least, a lot of self-improvement is enjoying the journey. And enjoying just becoming better and just trying. Because, you know, if you're not getting enjoyment out of that, 
then what's the point really like some future self that that mm -hmm. probably won't even make you happy no it's about enjoying the the everyday process of growing i think that's a great answer at least in my experience i think i've learned a lot from my journey and how i'm working towards a goal rather than the moment where i actually accomplish the goal but i do think setting goals are important because they sort of that allow, setting a goal allows for like some framework for building some system that you can use and incorporate into your life in order to work towards accomplishing the goal that you set and i feel like that system is what i'm what i mean when i refer to the journey towards towards accomplishing a goal but i do feel like when this focus is solely on setting and accomplishing goals and not really focusing on the journey towards that life sort of becomes an endless amount like endless series of like a to-do list with goals that have to be checked off and there's like milestones after milestones and everything it kind of feels like a hustle culture which can be like really toxic oh, like this sure. feeling of i always have to be doing something i always have to be producing something of value and it's like i always need to be setting and accomplishing my goals which i really don't think like that's what self-improvement is all about yeah yeah like self-improvement is about working on yourself and personal development but i don't think it should be stripped down to only setting and checking off goals like off the list like endlessly throughout life i feel like the journey is that the journey towards accomplishing a goal is definitely like self-improvement because i feel like it goes along with how people can always change no matter where they are in life and i feel like people are always growing it's not really stagnant and that's part of self-improvement. I don't think it's the idea of like, as a person, I'll never be enough. So I always have to be like working on something. I think it's more of the idea that I myself know that I just want to keep growing. And I feel like there's endless possibilities to things that I can do or learn or work on, but not in like a negative way. Yeah, I feel like, you know, instead of saying you're not enough now, so you need to be better, you can say, you are enough why not get better anyway yeah i feel like there's definitely room for that mm -hmm. and as you were talking about hustle culture and and working towards a goal and not being happy until you attain that i was thinking of pre-med <laughs> pre-med <laughs> for both of us i think was very strenuous was very hard and we did it anyway and i don't know about you but i don't think i would have been able to do it if I didn't enjoy the process along the way. And enjoy is a very strong word <laughs> because, you know, studying organic chemistry until two in the morning is not exactly enjoyable. Yeah. But I did find meaning in it. And it's not just meaning because I will be a medical student because what I'm doing now will allow me to study in a medical school and then eventually become a doctor. It's the process along the way. Mm -hmm. I found, you know, I, I was improving myself while I was studying chemistry and organic chemistry and physics and biology. And it was part of the process. And if you love the process, it makes it even better when you get the result. And if you don't get the result, you got the process anyway. So it's a win-win. And listeners, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast right now, which is about the finer things, 
I think you're doing okay in life. I would not worry too much about it. And you know how you can keep self-improving? You keep listening to us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this podcast is a form of self-improvement, dear listeners. So, you, look, you're already on the train. So, something else has also been on my mind. I guess to address the elephant in the room, or the whole world, <laughs> Miss, Miss Rona, or coronavirus, or COVID. Yeah. When we first went into quarantine and things started closing down and social distancing was a term that a lot of people may have heard for the first time, I started hearing this message or this idea that we need, during quarantine, we need to take advantage of that. Like we need to be productive people and we need to be working on ourselves. And when we're out of quarantine, we need to have something to show for that productivity. And I think the issue of this message is like, well, first of all, it just sort of assumes that all of us have that capacity and those resources to be able to take advantage of like quarantine. And the other thing is, I think that message is loaded with a lot of guilt for some people. This idea that, oh, while I saw this TikToker start a company during quarantine is successful while I'm over here watching a few seasons of a TV show. Like, neither things are wrong. It's just this message contributes to the idea of as, that as people, we should always be hustling and being productive and we need something to show for that. Have you felt this, the pressure of this message before at all? Or do you think, or have you ever felt any of that guilt associated with that? I think that's very present. You know, you're stuck in your house for a long time. And you're thinking, how can I use this time productively instead of sitting around all day watching TV? And, you know, I, I went through many reruns of The Office over, <laughs> over quarantine, but it gets old after a while and you want to improve yourself. And I definitely think that around quarantine, when it first started, uh, a lot of trends were about self-improvement. And specifically about self-care and like stuff that you can like mm, do around mm -hmm. your house, I guess. And yeah. I, I do think that was a big part of quarantine. And I was telling you, I saw this post that was saying, you know, we've been in quarantine for a while, but don't feel guilty if you haven't learned a language or read a thick book or gone to the gym every day. It's okay to not always be self-improving. Maybe if you're always self-improving... That's just kind of, you know, your anxiety acting on you. And that's not mm -hmm. really self-improving at all. It's just kind of giving into the guilt you have about not self-improving. Yeah, that's so interesting. I feel like it's just so many things to self-improvement. And there's so many dimensions to it. Like part of me thinks self-improvement is about being present, but also like content with your life. But at the same time, not so content. We're like, oh, I don't need to do anything. But it's, maybe it's just more contentment with how you're doing what you're doing the trajectory of where you're going like even if that's unknown just being like somewhat content with that i think so too one thing that i've learned is that if you have an impulse to do something you feel like i need to do this right now i need to get out of bed and study i need to get out of bed and go to the gym and improve myself you probably shouldn't do it probably mm. not and because that's not really a drive that's your anxiety acting upon you. And I, I would say it's probably not for the best to go out and do those things, you know? Like, back when I was studying calculus, I was horrible at that class, even though I studied a lot, and I would be so wrecked, or wracked by anxiety, 
about failing the the test that I would mm-hmm. like, you know, get out of bed and study at in the middle oh of the goodness. night. Yeah. And that's well, not good. I feel like a lot of us students have been there. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like it's a common thing, especially, you know, for, for us university students. But that's not good. That's not the point of self-improvement. Not at all. I feel like being productive is something that maybe a lot of people feel the need to do. And maybe, like, working on, self, working on themselves and self-improvement is a form of being productive. I think it's really easy to forget sometimes that productivity doesn't equal is not a measure of our worth and a lot of this could be based on how we were raised in the society that we grew up in or maybe even our family or our cultures it that has shown that has told us like we need to always be productive people and we always need to be producing something that's deemed valuable by other people and when we're not doing those things Maybe that's when we feel guilty because we were raised to think that we should always be doing these things. Yeah. I mean, I have an allegory about this with schools. Uh, Like, the American school system is designed to be efficient Mm -hmm. in in its teaching. And, you know, you, you go here and you learn these things, then you go here and you learn these things. And there's a bell, like a factory system even, and it's designed to be, you know, straightforward and productive and efficient. Is that the best way? I mean, like, it's definitely not a bad thing to be efficient, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, I don't imagine many people would get elected by saying, like, I'm in favor of inefficient schools. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, it's not all. Yeah, like, that, it, I, a lot of it exists and like, when we were growing up and also in the current systems that we live in. And being a recent college grad and also have been, been in college, I've definitely felt that from my peers, too this hustle this hustle culture that I've mentioned a few times this go 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 and always needing to be working on some projects some extracurriculars or some something with school just like anything and when I'm not doing those things or just taking things a little slower at my pace I'm made to feel sort of bad or guilty about it yeah you need balance. Like it's, of course, it's not a bad thing to be productive and you, you shouldn't be unproductive, but it shouldn't be everything. You should be able to mm-hmm. take time to look back and just chill out for a while and not always be selling or always by the dip or, or whatever. Balance is key. Balance really is the key to life. Like, you know, I think we found it. All right, guys, uh, thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel feel like that's all you need, really. Aside from love, to quote the Beatles. (laughs) Balance and love. That that reminds me of the Gen Z as, like, future profession joke on TikTok. Like, us as future doctors, and some patient comes in to us and is like, oh, I've been having headaches and some stomach issues, and I've been feeling anxious about something. And we're just like... I'm going to prescribe you some balance and some love. So get balance, find love, there's your fix. Yeah, we're going to be great doctors. (laughs) (laughs) So, Rosemary, unfortunately, we forgot to paint our scene, and we have broken our tradition. (laughs) Yeah, uh, listeners, please forgive us. I mean, I feel like we just left them in the dark for this whole episode. But yes, I am in the vocal booth like I have been for the past three episodes, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's very nice. It is 8 o'clock on a Saturday, 
and I am all partied out from last night. So a lot of my friends are going to parties, but I'm staying behind and recording the podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, so it's good. It is good. And it's, it's very cold outside, which I absolutely love. It's getting it. It's getting into the good part of the year. That's that's what I that's what I think about when I, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for the like the cold weather season. So Rosemary, paint your scene. Well, listeners, I'm sitting in my closet on the floor, and there's just something cozy about this like small space. Talking to Tristan and talking to you all, it's like my own little recording booth. Also, the weather in Kentucky has gotten a lot chillier, and I'm so excited because I love fall. I love the fall weather. I love layering. Also, I've only been listening to Taylor Swift. Like, she invented autumn. (laughs) I'm also wearing my big headphones today. Uh, Tristan, you're not wearing yours today. I am not. I I did see you wearing the, the Beats headphones, you know. But yes, you are wearing, you are wearing them. Yeah, no, it reminded me of the, uh, the lo-fi girl. You know who I'm talking uh, about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where she's like studying, like everyone Oh, has yeah, to... yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes no, whenever I'm wearing my, uh, my big headphones, I, I feel like a spiritual connection to her in a way. <laughs> and like, like the spirit of studying and, and lo-fi, lo-fi has a very like self-care, self-improvement yes, like mood to does. me, but <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that was a very good choice on your part mm-hmm. for this episode. Well, listeners, I'm sorry we had to do this at the end, painting our scene. Maybe you all were just imagining us this whole time in this blob of space. This blank void. But uh, we will not forget next time. No, please forgive us, dear listeners. But thank you very much for tuning into another episode of The Finer Things. We hope that this can maybe inspire you to self-improve. And even if you think, you know, you're there, you can always go further. So... Thank you very much for listening. I have been Tristan from the Finer Things Podcast. Yes, thank you. Tristan, listeners, as always, it's been a pleasure. And have a great Halloween, you all. Goodbye.